0: dive deep into the culture, their foods, their music, their people, the families, the way things flow, you know, the energies that flow through your responses with lighting will be that much better. A big welcome to all our guests and listeners. I'm your host, Abhay Wadwa You're listening to the AWA Agora podcast, a podcast dedicated to facilitating thought leadership and innovation in the design and research world. In our podcast today, I'm thrilled to share with you the story of the making of the book, Contextualizing Light, that was released last year in June of 2020. This is a book that, I and my team have tirelessly worked on for several years documenting our projects in their relevance to stories that they tell as also compiling all the writings from the previous 25 years about our zeitgeist and how context is a big driver for lighting design solutions in architectural spaces. The question that is being asked is, what are the approaches that I utilize when I get into a new context, given the fact that I have built projects in 23 countries? You know, and several of them have been non-English speaking countries. So, having said that, the biggest thing, I said this to a friend who was trying to get work, in other parts in other parts of the world um, I said to them that you have to want to be there you have to want to do work there to get out of your comfort zone you know if you are happy with your comfort zone which could be in New York it could be wherever you are you know then you're not going to enjoy stepping out of your comfort zone as much. I personally get off on stepping out of my comfort zone. Having said that, you know that you really want to do this and that will impact how the projects will now unfold because that's how you will engage with the local people. Having said that, understanding the context Oh my God, context again. No, really, understanding the context, what does that mean? What can my contractor deliver? What can my supplier deliver? What kind of installation practices do they follow? How do they run the wires? Is there a control system that they're able to use? Do they understand how that all works, right? What are the compatibility issues between fixtures supplied and voltages? and uh, drivers, what are the compatibility issues between I mentioned that earlier but the skill sets if they can't do it or if they don't know how to do it you can do one of two things, do an outreach program where you sit down with them and do a day-long workshop to explain to them how it's done or change the design unless you want your project elements to look not too good which nobody wants, right? The point I'm making is understanding the lay of the land is super important. That's on the professional side. Then there is that whole personal inquiry into what makes the people there tick. When I was working in Haiti or when I was working in the Dominican Republic, understanding what drives them becomes important. Sometimes it's just a show of pride but very often it's about doing something for the society at large understanding that having meals with them getting invited to their house going to their house for for a meal that's a good sign if they invite you to their house for a meal and you have a few drinks with them and you eat food with them break bread with them get to know the family at large it makes a hell of a difference. If you get invited again, that means you had a good meal and that you have started a good relationship. If they don't invite you again, then you need to loosen up or do something because generally speaking, most parts of the world, when you go to their house, they will invite you again. Um, Some of them would even offer you to come stay with them. That's the magic of being able to dive deep into the local culture. Dive deep. Don't skim the surface. Because skimming the surface will only get you that in terms of your responses. Superficial surface based responses. Dive deep into the culture, their foods, their music, their people, the families, the way things flow, you know, the energies that flow through your responses with lighting will be that much better you would become an important contributor to the project even from an architectural standpoint. The architects would wanna know, hey, what do you think about this space? Hey, what do you think about what happens in that city? Because guess what? You spend an extra two days just walking the streets and experiencing the culture. The experience in the culture is food, music, architecture, art, poetry, movies, music, All of those things so I love diving deep I dive deep and I come up as a new person you know having learned all these things having shared all these things and a lot of my professional existence has been about those kind of relationships so two angles to it the professional angle where we do workshops, where we do these questionnaires, where you kind of ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta, ta you have got all these points. And then there's a personal part of it that you really should want to be there. If you have a problem with mosquitoes or traffic or honking, <laughs> you should rethink. Adventure. If you like adventure, if you like reinventing yourself by diving deep and coming up like a richer person, then, then, then it works out. And I couldn't choose, I mean, they called me the lighting nomad, the, you know, because I've got some sort of a nomadic existence, which my base is New York, but I travel a lot. You're open, you're non-judgmental. you're just embracing them for what, this, what they are and then giving you professional. And over the years, what I noticed around me was that the dialogue in lighting wasn't really about the bigger issues, bigger conversations. You know, where are we going with all this? When did darkness become bad? You know, how is it that we are not embracing the other cultures in the world? You know, with with their own lighting approaches. So, I started. I continued doing research on all these topics, and about. Um, 2012, uh, about eight years ago, we were approached by a publisher uh, to carry our work and my essays. I turned him down because I wasn't ready. I wanted to write more and I did not want to make a coffee table book. I think that's a waste of resources. You know, if you're not really able to engage with a bigger picture dialogue, I can change something, then, you know, if it's uh, another me too, look at how pretty I am, vanity book, which is a coffee table book, then it's a waste of paper and environment and everyone's time. You know, I continued writing, I continued uh, formulating uh, more thoughts on what I felt was important to our current day profession situations. Nobody was writing about that. They wanted to talk about how small they can make the LEDs, efficiency that we can put into the systems, and how circadian light will change everything in the world, etc., etc. Which, you know, everybody has an opinion and I respect it. But to me, the conversation about what is it that is actually driving this medium of light across cultural boundaries, you know, geographical boundaries around the world. You know, and is there a unifying principle? And what are the differences? And why is it that certain countries, cultures react to light one way and others in a different way? You know, why is it that you have a glare-free environment in Scandinavia while that's, you know, almost opposite of what you would get, say, in Dubai? Without raising the questions and not getting lost in political correctness, I don't, I believe you can't really change the thinking. Asking the questions that I feel humbly would help the coming generations of designers and architects and lighting people. So fast forward, another feedback on the book from some really smart people is, wow, you're trying to dialogue on several of these points you know should you not be just focused on one or two well here's what I say that it's been over two decades since anybody started a dialogue on this I'm starting a dialogue on 18 different essays down the road we're gonna have the next book that's coming out is called deconstructing light and then there is other two books after that that are in the in the pipeline. But yes, these topics will be developed further. But I'm presenting to the architectural community a smorgasbord of conversations within our zeitgeist that require an earnest and honest analysis. Otherwise, we would become irrelevant. So a big question is how do you stay relevant? in this changing world. Further information on this podcast and this episode will be linked on the show notes. There you will also see the link to our YouTube channel for AWA Agora where you can discover more about our other guests who are helping us and facilitating thought leadership in the fields of art, design, research, and technology. You can also find us on all your favorite social media channels. We would love for all of you to be a part of our community, and we hope that you would join us, giving us your feedback and your love. In love and light, this is your host, Abhay Wadhwa. And till the next week, when we have our next episode, stay tuned. Thank you for listening.